Amen. Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to come before your throne. Let us find mercy and grace to help us in the time of need. We always need you, Lord. We need you now more than ever. Thank you, Lord, for anointing this lotion. Thank you, Lord, for confirming your word with signs following at all times. We're so thankful for that. We bless you. We honor you. and We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Amen. So we began talking about the fact that your prayers matter a lot. And there's no stronger way that I can encourage you to have confidence in prayer, continue to pray, to allow God to use you to pray, not just for yourself, but for others as well. And uh, to minister to people, to include them in God's family as much as possible, you know, include them in the ways and the things of God. And God will show you unique ways and open doors for you to minister life to to people. And uh, it's just a good thing to always remember that he expects us to always pray. Last week we had the uh, the uh, scripture, men ought always to pray and not to faint. Uh, and he uh, demonstrated that. He always taught his disciples. And there were times when he would go alone to pray and his disciples would follow him and would, uh, you know, seek to do the things that he did. In fact, there was one occasion where they asked him, teach us to pray. And this is that occasion. And they said the way John taught his disciples. So they were here. They are already trying to keep up with the Joneses. You know, they got that little jealousy going. But they do that over there. John's ministry. How come we don't do that? You know, and there were reasons why he didn't focus on teaching them to pray. But he did here. And uh, many times he would have to be alone with the father. You know, he couldn't pray with them uh, because there were things that that he had to work through with the father in his prayer closet uh, so that there were uh, private things that he prayed. There were things that he prayed that that there was probably a unique way he had of communicating with the father since it was his father. But he was also father God and he was he had submitted himself to the father's direction in all things. And so it was common for him to go alone by himself and pray and so it says verse 11 uh, I'm sorry Luke chapter 11 verse 1 it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased one of his disciples said to him Lord teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples and he said to them when you pray say our father which art in heaven hallowed or holy is your name your kingdom come, your will be done in heaven, so let it be on earth. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And so he goes on to elaborate and, and uh, you know, it stresses with them how important it is to continue prayer not pray just one time to see what happens if it don't turn out for you quit you know uh, that's what rookies do because i can tell you you will find many occasions to pray 
You know, there will be many things that come up where you have to go back to God again, where this is how sometimes we learn to pray. We think it doesn't really count. We think it doesn't matter. When you're new at things, everybody expects something different. And so if you're expecting quick, fast, rapid results and it doesn't come, you might lose heart and you might be discouraged and you might be uh, tempted to quit. But then when you think about it, it's like, where else am I going to go for supernatural help? And so when we pray, we're looking for supernatural help, not natural help. And I think that's the key ingredient here uh, because everything God does is supernatural. Everything about Christianity is supernatural. We do not have a natural religion. It's That's why you can see us different from the Buddhas and the Krishnas and who else, you know, the Muhammad people, all the people, we're different because our 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 faith is supernatural uh, from beginning to end. Uh, Jesus, our Savior, came here supernaturally. Everything he did was supernatural. So when we come into the new birth, that's supernatural. And so we expect to to be um, uh, taught in that way. We expect supernatural results. Uh, we don't go to man for what we do. If God wants to use man or he directs us to go to certain people, that's something different. But we expect God to move according to his power, uh, his ways, his direction. So uh, your life will take a supernatural turn once you get born again. And so many times we're looking in the wrong place for our answer. We're looking in the natural realm, you know, and that's that's kind of usual because we have a habit of we've only known the natural. So how, what would you know about the supernatural of God? And so we have to go on this journey of learning now a new way to do things. And I can tell you, the more you read your word and the more you understand the word, the more comfortable you'll be with God's way of doing things. You'll just have supernatural faith, supernatural peace, supernatural patience, supernatural everything that you need to be able to be successful in this life because you'll know God's working for you. And so this is this is what what prayer will do for us. It will convince us of that. Number one, God is alive, that he hears us, that he wants to bless us, that he will bless us and that we have fruit to prove that we are a blessed people. And so, but the object is to devote yourself to praying for the things that you need. Uh, I can remember when, when I was a new Christian, I would spend hours and hours in the Word. It was just like I, I had to get more of God. I had to get more on understanding. And, and I would get among Christians and they would say, well, I, I have 10 minutes with the Lord. And I'm thinking, huh? <laughs> How are you living on 10 minutes alone with the Lord? You know, you get into those religious uh, understandings of of time with God. And I'm thinking, my goodness, God lives in us. We talk to him anytime we want to. You commune with him all the time. And you need to stay in constant contact with God because he is your life. He He is what what you need to draw from. And so uh, it, it, it kind of took me aback a little bit, but then I understood that these people were trying to fulfill some kind of obligation 
that they felt they had. And sometimes you, you hear from God and sometimes you do your hour and you didn't hear anything, you know, or you didn't receive much. And so I just always felt it was better to have the freedom to just spend as much time as you need with God. Of course, there are some days you won't even get around to thinking too much about the things of God, you know, but those are few and far between because if you, you really, really trust God, you'll want to check in with him uh, consistently so that you know you're moving in the right direction and you know things are working out for you. So Jesus goes on to encourage them. He says, now in verse 5, which one of you will have a friend and will go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey has come to me and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, don't bother me. The door is not shut. My children are in bed and I cannot rise and give you anything. And I say to you, though he will not rise to give it to you because he is your friend, yet because of his importunity or his persistence or his boldness in asking, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. And I say to you, ask. And it'll be given to you. Seek, you shall find and knock. It'll be open to you. So here are three avenues are connecting with God in what we need. The ask, the seek, and the knock. Amen. When you, this man comes, the first time he comes, he's asking him for what he needs. And he gets a no answer. You got me? So in the asking phase of your, um, say, for instance, you you want uh, a new car and you want an upgrade. And you're asking God, God, is it time for this new car? Am I going to be able to afford all this? It's, it's this much money. They are going to require this much every month. I make so-and-so every month. Is this time for me to have this? And, you know, most of us, the first time we think about something else, something new that we need, we just shrug it off and say, oh, you know, well, whatever. You're just thinking about it. And God knows that. See, that's reflected in in your asking him. He knows you're not really sold on it yet. You're still kind of mulling it over in your mind. You're kind of picking him to see what he thinks about it. You know, is he going to miraculously give you another thousand dollars a month so that you you drive your Mercedes, Mercedes Benz, you know, <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. And so the the asking phase is really kind of a feeling him out phase. You know, you're not really, not really sold. You're not really sure you want to make the change. You know, you're just really in that zone where you're just getting comfortable with the ask. And so it, 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 and he says, when you ask, it'll be given to you. So really, you get the impression here that God's made it, mind is already made up about us, and he'll never turn us down. So even in the casual phase, you can get a yes answer from God. You ever have something show up in your life and you don't even remember asking God for it? And it's probably something like this. You were just mulling it over in your mind. You were turning it over in your mind. You weren't real sure, you know, uh, how to do it, what to do and all. And then it just pops up. You got me? Well, God has already said yes to your casual mulling it over asking 
you know, where people think you got to be confessing it for so long and, you know, get all your I's dotted, your T's crossed. And he says, well, just go ahead and take it and let's move on to something else. You know, he's like, this is small business with me. I'll let you have it. No problem. But in the event that it doesn't get solid in your faith at that point, there is a seeking portion. So in the seek, you begin to feel God out for God. How much money could I really afford every month? You know, it's, you know, I don't want to just want this because I want it. Am I keeping up with the Joneses? Am I really desiring this for a good reason? You mean we search ourselves out. So seeking really is allowing God to examine our motives. Yeah, what, what's going on here with this, Lord? This just popped into my mind. Is this you? Is this not you? Is this pie in the sky? You know, I'm, I could see where I, I could afford, afford it. Naturally speaking, maybe a year from now, if I still continue to get raises and yeah, you know, get some other bills out of the way, I could really get comfortable. But what are you saying to me? Is this the time? And and so that seeking part is where you get sold on it, where your faith connects with God's faith in a strong way. And then you get the confidence and the boldness and you say, hey, God, come on now, open up, let me in. I got it. I got it. I got it. I want it. I want it. I want it. See, the knock is where you're confident that it belongs to you and that you're not going to go away empty handed. And so that's what happened with this guy. He just went and was asking his friend, hey, man, you know, I need some bread over here. Can you give it to me? Nah, go away. I just, yeah, nah, nah, nah. Because he's not, he's not certain. This guy might have on his mind, he got two or three other friends he could go ask. So he's just casually feeling this guy out to see what kind of mood he's in, seeing if he can get it with a casual asking. You know, just, hey, do you have any extra? If so, give it to me. And then he decides he, you know, I, I, I got pressure on me because I got people coming and I, they're expecting something out of me. So sometimes the pressure on you to do something, say, for instance, you casually were asking for an upgrade and your, your car you're driving now starts acting up. Now it's getting intense. It's getting to be a necessity. So you're more motivated now. You're more pressed now. You know you need this now. And so you will begin to press in in a different way. You begin to seek more. Can I afford it? What do I, what do I need to do? How do I go about it? And, and, well, the, the people let me have it. You know, I got to borrow money to get it. How's my credit score? That's all the seeking aspect. Seeking. Then something gets in you called faith. And you decide, I'm going to get this. You know, if they turn me down, they, you, you understand what I'm saying? I'm going for it now. If they turn me down, they turn me down. And so everybody goes through this. In the, in, and this is how God builds our faith. That's the other part of it, too. The casual asking will get something for you. The seeking will get something more specific. And the knock will get you the desire of your heart will get you exactly what you want. After you're convinced that's what you want, that's when it'll start to come through for you. And so we all go through this. Uh this this it's it's called making a decision, getting your heart in gear with it, 
knowing that you really, really want it and you're really sold on it. Amen. And and so we need to go through these steps and these these um, phases. Sometimes we're we're sold on it and we're not telling the truth about it. You understand what I'm saying? That and that sometimes you you can be casual asking like in the ask phase and you get it. You start you think you're feeling God out, but in in your heart you really really want it. You know. Um, most of us are like that. We really, really want something, but then we back up off of it because of reasons. You know, uh, it's late at night. It's not convenient for the giver, et cetera, et cetera. And so sometimes we just wonder, well, God, what do I need, need to do to get my faith up to? You know, we all blame it on faith after a while. We think our faith isn't what it should be. Well, you haven't exercised it yet. If it's still on the inside of you, no, it's not going to produce anything. You got to ask first. Amen. You got to put it out there. So once you put your faith out there, that's when you understand the quality of it. You may have, you may not have to go through the seek and knock phases to get what you want. Amen. You just put it out there. God, this has been burning on the inside of me, you know, and I really want this. And, and before you know it, it's yours. Amen. Uh, there are some other times where your faith can get entangled in in natural considerations, like my credit score and should I do this and should I, do, you know, if your credit score is bugging you, straighten it up, you know, get it straightened out. It's not hard to do, but it, it takes discipline. It's going to take the same discipline to pay them bills too. And so God wants all His kids to be, you know, I mean, really to be honest, to be forthright. If you really want something. You've got to pay for it. You're not going to get it for free. And so you shouldn't want to have a crappy, you know, credit score all the time following you. You, you, you know, that's part of your Christian witness to me as well, that everything line up. See, if God says he's paid your debts, you should be paying them too. So that, so that your, your integrity is there. You know, how is, how are you going to serve a faithful God and you trying to scam everybody? And, and get away with murder and, you know, rob Peter to pay Paul. That gets fun to people after a while. They just don't pay what they owe and they go spend it on something frivolous, you know. And God doesn't like that. He doesn't give his kids money so that they cannot be faithful with it. And so these are things that, that will come into play when you're making the decision to desire something from God. Uh, the least of your worry should be what color car you want. You know, that shouldn't be hanging you up at this point. You understand what I'm saying? If that's your only problem, just do it any, meeny, mighty, mo. You know, what, whatever, say, God, whatever color they got in the showroom is what I'm going to buy, you know, and, and then you're off and running. So, uh, so anyway, uh, but in the process, you, we need to understand this, this, this process that if we're casual about what we want, say you are praying and you follow the our father pattern and uh you know you start out by worshiping god and and when it says holy is your name or hallowed be thy name that's a worship phase you don't ask god for nothing till you worship him amen you don't even get his attention or his understanding of anything until you give him honor amen you honor him as god and and so many people try to get too casual and too 
flippant and too personal, like they got some personal end with God. God is God. I don't care who you are. You know, you can't get you can't get but so familiar with with God who runs the whole universe. You know, he's not going to let you, you know, we don't run up to uh, rock singers and, and preachers like that. You know, you don't run up on people and all this crazy stuff. You give them honor. So, and you're not, that doesn't make you special because you can be, think you're casual about God and, and, you know, throwing his name around. Well, this is what I call him. Well, I call him father. Like the Bible says, I kind of get more that way. <laughs> I get more love. I get more respect. I get more peace of mind. You know, I'm the beneficiary of a lot because I, I refer to him the way he has to be referred. He said, Father, I say Father. Amen. And he says, Father in heaven. Not We're not talking about an earthly father, so don't get it twisted. Holy is your name. You reverence him. You respect him. You thank him. Thanksgiving always opens God's heart to hear you. Being thankful. Now, you can call yourself jumping up and down, dancing and praising and all that stuff. But if you don't render thanksgiving to God, there is not a place in the Bible where anybody tells you to pray or there is a prayer that is void of thanksgiving toward God. Amen. Uh, even some of the apostolic prayers that, that we copy and pray, uh, they are, uh, the letters that they were written in are, are beginning and ending in the salutation and a prayer and a thanksgiving to God. Uh, you know, Paul would tell these churches, he thanked God every time he remembered them. You know, those kinds of things that that with a thankful heart and a grateful heart, you can do a lot of things and receive a lot of things from God. It's in gratitude that will get your that will grind your faith to a halt. Uh, If you have uh, anything but thankfulness in your heart, uh, your faith won't work. You won't have peace. You won't get God's attention. There's just so much in Thanksgiving. You see, when Jesus needed a miracle, he would thank the Father. Thanked him uh, when he fed the 5,000. He thanked him at Lazarus' tomb. You know, all of those things, when you need something very, very powerful from God, you know, uh, pay attention to these things. Sometimes it's good. I learned how to get in the habit of muttering thanksgiving to God throughout the day. You know, just, you know, in, in just getting up and, and, uh, you know, moving from thing to thing in the house. And then suddenly God would show up and do something totally out of nowhere. And then I had something real to thank him for. But but in the meantime, I was thankful to him, period. You know, you you got to stay in that. You got to keep yourself in a certain spiritual atmosphere, keep a certain atmosphere around you so that you can get to God quickly. Uh, you can always have his attention. It's just good to do that and good to to have a grateful heart. You know, uh, people would say, well, I thank God for this. You don't have to have anything. Think you, can, you don't have to think of nothing to thank him for. Just thank him. You know, God, if you're listening, I thank you. I just bless and praise you. You know, before you know it, that thanksgiving that you offer has opened up into a conversation of adoration, into a conversation of praise, into a conversation. Uh, conversation of the attributes of God. You, you, it's good to remind yourself 
of who God is, what he can do. Lord, you you created the universe, yet you humbled yourself and came to live in me. You, you're walking around in me all the time, God. I, this is unbelievable for me. And and I hope you're comfortable in there. I don't want to make I want to cramp you up in there. You know, I was, you know, let me cut down on some of the sweets here so you don't get cramped in there. You know what I'm saying? All of the things that that we do to to accommodate God and to to make Him feel welcome. That's that's what you are. You're welcoming you're welcoming Him into your life when you offer thanks. You, God, I thank you. You're in my life. You're in my heart. You dwell with me. You're, you're, you're not even distant from you. You're right here. You're right here. And then you go into it. I need so and so. I would like to have. I just need you to answer me. I need you to talk to me. Tell me something. You know, whatever. You know, and this is where the, the pattern Jesus set. Once you've offered him worship, praise, and thanksgiving, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. God, what do you want me to do today? Where am I at with you? I I would like to get an answer on such and such and so and so. Uh, You know, we're praying for so and so and and we want to see this person healed. And, and, you know, what direction do we need to go? Is there, are we doing okay the way we are? You know, sometimes you can get stuck in a rut in prayer and you need to have him refresh you in the direction or, or uh, strengthen your resolve in certain things. You need him all the time. You need it. You need his encouragement all the time. And so this, this is where you seek him when it's uh, your kingdom. We want your kingdom come down here on earth. Let it be down here just like it is up there. I want heaven down here, God. In heaven, there's no sickness. There's no doubt. There's no uh, failure. I want to prosper in this, Father. I want this to work. I don't want to uh, quit on this. I don't want to faint on this. I want to, to carry this through to the finish line. Father, I want the best that you have for me. You know, I'm always thinking little of of my results. I don't want to diminish my results at all, Lord. I want the result you want me to have. Just like you see me doing in heaven, I want to do it right down here. I want to be in the thick of things down here. And and, and this is what we are praying to affect. Whenever you take authority over the devil, wherever you bind spiritual influences, you're calling heaven down here on earth. That is the strongest way to call heaven down here on earth is using your spiritual authority. He said, whatever you allow down here, I allow up here in heaven. In other words, heaven co-signs what you say you want to see happen down here. He said, and whatever you want to eliminate from down here, I'm giving orders from heaven for it to be eliminated. You call the shots. How is this so? Well, remember when God created the earth, he didn't give it to the devil. He gave it to our parents, Adam and Eve. And Jesus gave his life to get us back, our dominion down here and our authority to do good. We've been doing evil down here long enough. So now we have the authority to do good, to bring heaven down here. The Bible says, for this cause, the Son of God was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. He came to to mess the devil's kingdom up. And he's looking to us to enforce it. The only thing we're doing is reiterating uh, what he's already done. Making it, we're enforcing it. 
you know it's like if if you've got a a arrest warrant out for you you may think you're a free person until the popo show up on your dodo you understand and execute amen they execute that warrant on you then you you see your freedom flying quickly out the window amen and so you know when when we when we see those things those are sometimes those are assignments against us you know i i can remember going through a series of of uh legal troubles and i got to the root of it and snapped the assignment you know out of the devil's hands you know you know you'll find sometimes you'll find a rash of of trouble with the law coming into your household all of a sudden and you got to find out the root of it god what's the root of this i'm gonna snap it off right here in jesus name it's not going to keep going through my bloodline and so you you have to you have to get that straightened out you know you know once is bad enough but two it ain't no coincidence it's a plot you understand what i'm saying so you stop it there and and always stop these things at the root the devil has no uh no uh call to to confiscate your goods your property your kids nobody grandkids nobody he has no no uh the law is for the lawless you you got law abiding you teach your children how to obey the law they are law abiding amen and god will show them mercy so you you gotta nip that at the bud and 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 let the lord know that you okay god i see this but i'm stopping it right here you know it's you show me what to do and how to pray and how to stop this and i will definitely stop this so uh and and god will do it so anyway you want heaven down here on earth because there's enough hell already amen the devil's doing enough stuff so so you want heaven down here on earth and you want it so that god's kingdom can manifest in a greater way and that is done through our prayers amen Uh, using your spiritual authority the right way is prayer amen we don't sometimes we just you want to see it differently but it really is prayer because god has to get involved in it I don't care what you do. He has to tell you what to pray, how to pray, what to attack, how to get victory, all of that stuff. So God is definitely in, in, involved in that. And when it says your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that is whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever. So there's your prayer of authority of binding and loosing right there. Amen. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us day by day. So what this means is you need to show up every day and talk to God. Amen. Don't skip a day or you may not have bread that day. You understand what I'm saying? Something's going to go lacking if you don't check in with the Father every day. He wants to talk to you every day. Maybe stuff that he wants to share with you that that he's been wanting to share for a while and he needs to get your attention to do it. And all of this, you know, one minute prayer and ten minutes with with Jesus, and all. Why would you just want to somebody living in your house and you gonna spend ten minutes with them? You understand? Well, unless y'all just roommates, you know, you know. <laughs> but he's the Bible says he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. We're closer to Him than we are to anybody. Amen. So we need to quit treating them distant. You know, sometimes you just need to meditate on a scripture and see what that brings. Because you're thinking God's thoughts. And he will expand on his thoughts. 
He has always more to add to whatever it is that your eyes fall on in the word. You know, we used to call, I got a revelation from God, you know, and, and yeah, because he elaborated that scripture was no longer a mystery to you anymore. You took it to heart and he began to add more to it and explain it to you and draw it out and speak to you about it. So to me, that's a whole lot better than our 10 minute with Jesus, you know, situations. He's with you. How are you going to spend 10 minutes with somebody who lives in you? I don't get it. Suppose he knocks on the door of your heart and says, give me five more. I got something important to tell you. That thing you've been asking about all this time, I want to talk to you about that. You've been bugging me. Now's the time. Amen. So we need to let him call the shots more. You, you understand what I'm saying? He's he's not like God in your pocket where you pull him out just to do you favors because you need something and all of that. He's person, God. We're made in his image. Amen. We We can learn a lot about ourselves by spending time with him. Amen. He wants us to do that. So we're asking for bread every day, day by day, our daily bread. In other words, there's a provision for you every day with God. And it's not just natural food. It's spiritual. We saw in in Jesus dealing with the Syrophoenician woman, he um called referred to healing as the children's bread. He said, it's not right for me to take the children's bread and give it to dogs. Amen. So every day we should get healed more than we were yesterday. See, nobody should be getting sicker. We should all be getting better. Amen. Because if healing is the children's bread, then every day we're supposed to petition God for our dose of healing today. Father, I thank you for my dose of healing today. Father, I thank you that I don't need to take pills because I'm healed. And keep saying that until the pills leave. Amen. I'm not talking about trying to do some kind of truth or dare thing or you dared in pills to jump in your mouth because you say you're healed. But but you know what I'm saying. You keep saying it. Healed people do not need pills, God. I am healed now. You understand? You're convincing yourself that you can get off of this stuff. Amen. And so this is what you do. You take your dose of, of healing bread every day. Father, I thank you that by your stripes I'm healed now. And it, heal people don't. And you say what you need to, to let go of to recognize your healing and, and that kind of stuff. So God will, will keep you in that flow. And, and of course, your physical bread. He has food for us for every day. We just need to petition him for it. Amen. And, and no cheating. You got to get up in the morning and ask for that day, even though you're nervous to go to bed with an empty refrigerator. You got me? We think we can just ask one time and store up for months. I try to do it. I'm, I'm getting better. Okay, I used to bring it on my my poverty stricken upbringing, but I can't. I've been I've been grown for so many tens of years, so many decades. I should be over it by now, right? But somehow I just can't resist, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, (laughs) 
but I got smart about it. I learned how to give it to, away. Those of you who are in on my, um, I have different binges. I have a butter binge. So those of you who know me know that I'll call you if Aldi's has their butter for two forty nine a pound. I'll say they got a limit of six. Go get six. We needed a church. We haven't used butter here in a long time on anything big, but we need our butter. So I'll get my six. You get your six. I'll go in with a different wig on the next day and get another six in case the cameras are looking. Same thing with the hams. I've had a ham binge. Amen. So I've had everybody I know go at least get two. They said one, but two. So I was prophesying over these those hams. I told the Lord, I said, God, let them have so many hams, they don't care how many I take. And the next week, the sale was still on. They were still doing the hams for 88 cents a pound. I said, Lord, you are too good. And he's like, Barb, the freezer. I was going to buy another one next week. <laughs> so I want to get another freezer so I can get more hams. I might have to pay my rent in hams or my taxes in hams. Who knows? They may not take money this year. They might just want ham and butter. So I have it. But <laughs> but anywho, I'm getting better. I don't know how, but that's my confession. No evidence right now, but I'm getting better. But uh, anyway, but but this is this is the thing though when when you petition god he wants you to think in terms of him providing a day at a time so that we don't get into fear because a day at a time will take the fear out of you amen now i'm not saying don't shop at the grocery store don't go to the grocery store every day to get enough for one meal it's a waste of money you've got to learn how to to manage your your resources but I'm talking about knowing God's provision. He wants to hear from you every day. And every day, reassure yourself about provision for yourself. You know, a daily bread. That's daily necessities. What else do you need? You need a roof over your head. You need clothes on your back. So you can petition him for everything you need in, included in daily bread. So that's a supernatural bread of healing. It's also the natural bread for the food that you need. It's it's uh, healing for your body, things that you you might need for for different things. You know your your um, uh, cosmetics and stuff like that. You know most of us won't go out without the face. Keep one face in the mirror, one in a jar. So got to get the face out of the jar. Amen. And, hey, man, you know, hey, it's, it's just normal. He, he knows us. He loves us. And so uh, he loves us face or no face. The day you wake up and God said, girl, go put some makeup on. <laughs> you know you're in trouble. <laughs> hey, man. You know you ain't going to go out looking like that. Come on now. But uh, anyway. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so he says in, in important, number four, forgive our sins. In fact, I do that. I do some worship so I know I'm in his presence. And that's the first thing I jump on is forgive. You know, Lord, I, I know I messed up. I, if I don't remember it, I messed up somewhere. This is for the mess up. I can't remember I messed up. Amen. And, and you know, people have been bugging me and 
when I see so and so pop up on Facebook, I just roll my eyes back. Can please you can you please keep me from doing that, Lord? Please. I know it ain't pleasing to you. I'm supposed to love everybody, but hey, get on my last nerve or you know, whatever. Still holding grudges from years ago. We all do it. You sit and look at that name and say, mm. <laughs> All the trouble they caused us, you know, wada 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 wada. But but you know, you you're working on it, amen. You you put it before the Lord. God, I'm still working on this. I want to feel good when this person's name is mentioned, or just put me in neutral so I don't <laughs> so I don't feel like jumping through the screen, amen. You know, stuff like that. And so what I what I tend to do when that happens is I will correct myself and say, Lord, bless them, whatever they need today. Give them abundantly from your your storehouse and teach them how to rely on you. You know what I'm saying? So uh, so I don't get uppity because (laughs) I know how to rely on you big time. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, but anyway, you don't fault people for what they don't know or what they can't do. So so anyway, we're all learning. And so he says, forgive everyone that's that's indebted to us. It owes us something. And lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Amen. So I want deliverance from the snares of the devil. I want you to to reroute my steps when I need to be rerouted and know that you're working it out for my good. I don't want to have any contact with the devil and his devices, his people, his whatever. What I want to walk holy before you. And God will will accommodate us in those things. He wants to keep us in righteousness. He wants to keep us in a place where we, where he can bless us at all times. And he wants us to be a blessing. Amen. Forgiveness is really the key to being a blessing to people. Amen. Some people are easier to bless than others. You, you understand what I'm saying? You know, we all like people who respond favorably to us. But there are some situations where, you know, God wants you to bless people who, who don't respond so favorably and, you know, all of this and all of that. And so, you know, you, you just have to be in that place where you, you understand, uh, how God uses you and how he wants you to be effective since you're one of his children. He wants all of his kids to be effective. And so, and he says that, that when he, we finishes up this prayer, and he gives the example, gives a couple of examples. We went through that first one about being persistent. And maybe your faith will come alive in degrees. That's what it means to ask, seek, and knock. You know, seeking is, is getting, is, it's an important step because you want to get reassurance. You can't really pull the trigger on your faith until you know for certainty that it's going to work. You know, I mean, that that's the way we are about anything that we decide to do. It's about convincing yourself. Seeking is part of convincing yourself and persuading yourself that you're on the right road. You're going in the right direction, uh, that God is really with you in this. Uh, we're really seeking God's approval. Um, it, you can read it in the word, but then that has to settle in your heart where you know you have God's approval on something that you desire and so by seeking him you find out well god is this for me is this for me now is this for me how are you speaking this to me you're going to put it into my life 
at a later time or or what what is what is the thing that I need to do and so they're all expressions of faith though see they're expressions of different level of faith so don't think that that you're not in faith if you're just not I mean just uh, asking you're asking with all the faith that you have at that time and this is the thing about faith you can't express more than you possess so you ask with what faith you have at the time amen i don't think there's any such thing anymore as little faith great faith you know all these degrees of faith because you're you're operating in the faith of the son of god you know you're believing god for these things and so his faith is always correct it's the amount of confidence that we have in him that determines uh how we approach god you know say for instance we're just learning how to believe god for things and and uh you know you kind of ask him for the things you need right away and and then you say wow i got that wow you know it's all a uh a, a surprise and a uh a, a mystery to us and then we decide to trust him again with the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing and the next thing most people don't don't really operate in that rapid a fashion we drop our faith for a season and then something comes up and then we engage our faith again see we don't really keep it active because we haven't learned how to keep our faith active in god and it's easier say it's easier to shoot a loaded gun than it is to go find the bullets when when trouble comes up amen so it's good to keep your gun loaded all the time with with just expressions of faith in god god i thank you for that that's expression of faith see it keeps your faith ready it keeps it stirred up it keeps the trigger turned on for your faith so that it doesn't go dormant and then you got to think oh boy i don't know i don't even know if god wants me to have this or you you know you read it in the word a million times but you haven't read it recently so that it's it's fresh and alive in you and generally whatever it is that you've been meditating on is what you're going to have your faith in because your your meditation reflects something in you it's either a fear a need a want it's on that level see what what you engage your mind is you engage it because it's important to you and so when you engage your mind you pretty much tell where your faith is because if you engage it in it won't happen it's not for me i shouldn't ask i'm not even going to think about it no you know that kind of stuff you're you're never going to come to the the place of receiving asking and knocking so you're going to have to meditate on it most things for a season before it'll come alive to you you know you you just do it gets to be unfamiliar to you after a while and then you begin to meditate on it it becomes more familiar to you and so you're able then to um to execute your knocking pretty quickly you know you can't knock half-heartedly no you just you know sometimes people say stuff well i I think i want to go to school and learn this i want to go to school learn that they have a list of 18 things well you can't knock on god's door and expect him to open 18 doors for you you got to make up your mind 
what you want because people most people can only focus on one thing at a time you can't you can't barely get your your mind wrapped around turning the tv on or off you know if you don't really you know you haven't really put any time effort into it uh any kind of research in it you know you can tell what people are interested in by what they spend their spare time on you know you know if you're interested in something you want to learn in school you you've been on the the internet finding information about it you know you want to get deeper into it you get more details about it if you're not getting details about things you're not really that interested in it so and it's the same thing with the word you know if you start looking in the word and you see where god is promising you houses and lands and and it keeps going to that over and over and over again keeps going back there keeps going back there and you start saying god are you talking to me (laughs) talking to me you know that kind of stuff and and then you realize god is saying you know that's the next step in your life you know that's your next whatever uh that phase that i want you that's your next acquisition but it's about your faith it's not about your pocketbook ever if people could just understand that because many times we quash an idea because it's going to take money you know we feel like we strapped you know what i'm saying well god knows you feel strapped that's why he's getting you to build your faith for it because at one point he's going to get you to pull the trigger on it amen and then it'll be yours amen payments and all or whatever and all but but it will be yours and so this is how he works with our faith so your faith can pull something in in the condition it's in now or at least pull it closer to you but at some point you got to make up your mind to start using your faith for the things that you desire and quit cutting you try to kill the desire by not praying for it then that's not right god put that desire in your heart you understand what i'm saying you you won't stop wanting things because you don't pray for them you know it's just still there you're just letting your mind tell you it's not for you so you you're you got doubt in your head and it's feeding your heart a lot of negative stuff because it's still in your heart is something about it i'm not worthy it's not for me it's never going to happen for me uh god wouldn't do that now you know all that kind of stuff we all do it you know until we learn that that word is your best friend where was the last time i was when i felt like it was a possibility that's what you got to start asking yourself the last place i was when i felt like that thing that i think i want is a possibility i was in the word or i was in church or you know listen to a a sermon or something like that so go to the last place where you were encouraged in it and you'll get encouraged again amen now you can't force encouragement this has got to come between you and god he's got to let you know that's why the seeking and the knocking and and all of that is in there the knocking the seeking is your reassurance phase you got to be reassured you got to get solid in this god i know that once i pull the trigger on this it's going to mean a change in this change in that change you know all of this kind of stuff i'm going to have to do more whatever whatever and you'll find that god will slide it into your life and make it just easy 
you know, uh, he just will when it's time. And so this is why we're seeking God in, in that phase to, to find out when the knocking is, okay, I really want it. I've that, I decided, okay, God, thank you for it. Give it to me, you know, whatever. Direct me where I should go to pick it up. You know, let it fall out of heaven, whatever you're expecting it to do. And, uh, just, just, okay, I'm sold on it. Amen. But there are many things that we're not 100% sold on as far as our faith is concerned. Now, your flesh may be involved in a lot of different ways, but you need to have your spirit man really engaged in these things so that you can get what God desires for you, what you, what's in your heart that you want. Amen. If things, what's in your heart is probably not going to go away. You know, uh, the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. Putting things off and it's, it's not for me. I don't think it's for me. Ah, whatever. You know, it, it is for you, but you've been killing it with your unbelief. You've not been allowing it to live because you won't feed your faith on it. You got to get in the word deliberately and start feeding your faith for everything that God has for you. Amen. You know, and, and, you know, quit making a joke out of everything. You know, sometimes we laugh about stuff because we're scared to want it. You know what I'm saying? And, and so we, we got to stop playing around. Like when the Bible talks about foolish jesting, that's what it is. You know, when, when there's something you desire from God and you want to make jokes about it rather than earnestly seek him, you know, you start seeking God, you'll find out it's a little bit easier than you thought it was going to be. Amen. It's not going to cost you. You're not going to have to fast for 16 hours a day. And a lot of us need to <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Just to prove we ain't a slave to the fork, you know, or the Happy Meal, whatever, you know, your fingers, whatever you eat with. But um but you know what I'm saying. You, you know, we, we need to sometimes let ourselves just get away from things, you know, and, and prove God, you know. The times where he's asked me to make sacrifices, it's been really easy. And you, sometimes you think about it and you think, why did I put this off? I thought it was going to be so hard. And then I think to myself, duh. He, he asks us for easy things because he know for sure we ain't gonna do nothing hard. Lord, she'll be up on the ceiling screaming and swinging from the chandelier, calling everybody if I ask her to do something hard. So he'll ask us to do things that are easy, amen. And and they'll come to us because he he can't ask anything that we can't do. He's got to be able to do these things. You know, you'll see people that, that they can't stop sleeping around and they can't say they can't do it. No, you just don't want to. And you really haven't asked God for his help sincerely. But one day you're going to really get sincere. You're going to really want to stop the nonsense. Amen. And you're going to want God real bad. And so this is what, what we pray for, for people. God, let them, let them come to a realization. That they have to do this and, and make it easy for them. Show them an easy route out of their dilemma and their trouble, you know, that keeps ensnaring them. And so, you know, God will, God will do that for people. He really, really will. You know, I, I used to tell people sometimes, we the young people, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I said, well, I just don't want to do it. I'm not going to, I said, you can't say that. You can't just say you're not going to do it. 
because you keep doing it. You said that the last time you came to the altar. You understand what I'm saying? You need a plan. See, they're scared of a plan. Because see, a plan commits them to do something different. I said, have you ever asked God for a plan not to? Really? I didn't know. Yeah, you didn't know you could plan to live right. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? And he can help you get a foolproof plan to live right. He's God. He's your father. He wants you to be successful. Amen. It's not hard to live right. You just have to make up your mind and ask God to help you. That's where the plan comes in. Amen. And he'll give you a plan. With some people, it's just don't talk to them people no more. You understand what I'm saying? Don't talk to him. Don't talk to her. Amen. Don't get on that subject. When you see stuff like that on the TV, switch the channel. In other words, don't look at TV. You don't care that much for it, no way. You understand what I'm saying? So there's ways that you can plan where it says here, deliver us from evil. That's part of it. There's a plan God has to deliver everybody from the evil one. Amen. And and he will do that. You know, many people, their problem is pride. They want to be the focus all the time. You know, if you know that's your problem, you know, a lot of times women get involved with men because men give them attention. That's so easy. That's so cheap. You know, I mean, seriously, the come on lines and that some of them ain't even good come on lines. And, you know. But anyway, <laughs> but you have to order your steps the right way. Sometimes you got to go in a different direction than you usually go. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes. And most people feel real, real good when they're able to master that. They feel real, real good. Amen. Praise God. Oh, Pastor Shirley came in. Hello. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. <laughs> so anyway. um I was thinking about Nola's anointed oil for you in there. <laughs> yeah, they're good. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. So anyway, yeah, so God wants to help us. He's not living in us for nothing. He's living in there to run the show. Amen. And so don't be afraid to let God run the show. He's not going to he's not going to cheat you out of anything that you got coming to you. So it's always good to understand that. But but give us uh, deliver us from evil. That's the plan to stay away from the devil. That's the plan to stay away from the, the enemy. Amen. And, and order your steps right so that you don't fall into temptation. Amen. So he, and he'll do that for each and every one of us. So praise God. And, and again, Jesus says, verse 10, uh, verse 9, ask and it'll be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open to you. Everyone that asks receives. Amen. So this is your Mark eleven twenty three. Believe you receive it when you pray. So Jesus has confirmed it here. Everybody that asks receives. So you receive it by faith when you pray. Question is, can you continue to believe God for it? Till it comes to pass. Amen. There's a 
<laughs> there's a uh, a little stipulation there. And he says, everyone that asks receives. Everybody that seeks finds. Everybody that knocks, it's open to him. So this covers all areas of need. When you're asking, you're just trying to find out what's in the word for you. <laughs> in other words, you know, is is this mine? I see this in the word, God, and I think this will be a good idea for me. Is this mine? So you're asking. Amen. Um, there are times where you've gotten the faith. Your faith has given you permission to believe without the God is this for me. Ask, you know, like, for instance, if you know God's got paying your bills every week, you just thank him for the money, you know. And if there's any extra needed, you know, you can ask for an add to, you know, or or wisdom in how to do different things. But pretty much as long as you're exercising your faith, that's the important part. So there are some things that, you know, you. Well, God, I didn't ask you for for my retirement check this month. Well, because it's coming. But you thank him for it and you ask him for wisdom. Same thing with your paycheck when you're working. If you work that week, you're going to be paid. But you thank God for it because he's the source of it. So for ongoing things sometimes, you don't go through the formality of asking. But I would say this, always get in the word where your prosperity is concerned to give you confidence that God is providing on a routine basis, on a regular basis. So when you meet with him every morning, thank him. Lord, I thank you for my job. I thank you for my daily bread. I thank you for, for your provision for me and every, all the things that you provide for me, Lord, I thank you for them. And, and, and it, that covers the ask aspect of it. Amen. Uh, where don't get, get into legalism thinking you gotta just go ask. But there are times when you do want to be reassured. You go to God, you talk to Him in that asking mode. Amen. Uh, things that you do and you intervene for people and you seek God's heart about those things. You know, you seek Him on the inside of you for which direction to take about different things. It's, it's all the same thing. The important thing is that you engage with God in these things so that you know his leading, you know his provision, you know he's with you. And he said, what son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, and he will give him a stone? If he ask a fish, will he for, for the fish give him a serpent? Or if he ask an egg, will he give him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them? That ask him. So as much of the Holy Spirit as you want, you can have. As much of the spiritual treasure of God that you want, you can have. As much of the flow of the the word of knowledge and knowledge and wisdom that you need from the Holy Spirit, you can have. That's unlimited in provision. And and material things he didn't promise right there. You understand what I'm saying? And so uh, uh, unlimited. You got me? That depends on a lot of things because God is not going to give you so much stuff it ruins you. Look at 
Jeffrey Epstein's list and you'll see what happens to people when they have so much material and don't have God. See, they get theirs from a system and they can rig the system. And many of them have rigged the system. You got me? And so, so they get it from, from just doing what they do in their system and they don't have God's approval. They don't have his wisdom. They don't have his knowledge. You know, I was, I was talking, I think I was talking to Pastor Shirley about this and I told her, I said, you know, back in the day when Rockefeller and Ford and all those people made their, their millions, people gave. Rich people gave. They didn't hoard it all for themselves and then use it to manipulate and blackmail people. You understand what I'm saying? All the hospitals were built by wealthy people that gave their money. Amen. The museums, the the libraries, schools were built, you know, all roadways and all that kind of stuff were built by people who were wealthy and felt obligated by God to give some of that away for a wealthy cause. I mean, a worthy cause. But nowadays you don't see that much. If they can put their money somewhere where they can use it to gain political power and manipulate people, that's what they do with their money now. See, that's because it's from all these years we've been praying. Remember, we said the entertainment industry controls too much wealth. Now we see why we were praying. That we started praying that prayer over 30 years ago. Now we see evidence of what they've been doing with it. Amen. And so this is the thing, folks. God wants that money belongs to God to do what he wants to do with it. It don't belong to them. Just because it's in their hands, it don't mean it belongs to them. And so this is what you you have to be aware of. God gives you your assignment for how things are are supposed to be uh, managed and distributed. But those people are going they're dying by the handfuls. They die of drug overdoses. They it, it it ruins them very very quickly, even though it's warned in the Word what happens. And so the Bible says God will give the Holy Spirit as much as you want of Himself. He will give to you. To those who desire it amen and it's good to desire the holy spirit because when you get him you get everything you won't be at at wit's end for answers to situations that you get in god will drop a word on you to to clear up a problems you know people you know i've had people call me and say well i've been praying about so and so and and i need an answer from god and and you know i said well let's pray and and they will say, oh, okay, and we pray, and, and they want to hang up. I said, well, God told me what to tell you. Oh, really? You know, and these are ministers. You got me? They're shocked. It's like, well, why would he tell you? Well, I don't know. But you ask, and you the one got the issue. Come to me with your complaint. You know what I'm saying. You know, it's a gift. It's what I tell them, it's a gift. You know, that's all you can tell people, you know, and it happens to be working because it is under the control of the Holy Ghost. After all, I just can't pull that when I want to. But but God wants to help his people. Why would he withhold information if, if you know, if, if you need it? And so so this is this is what you need to expect. The Holy Spirit can give you answers, open doors for you, whatever you need God to do. You get as much as you want. There's no limit. It's not for just like certain people. 
you know, the, we let the devil tell us all that. It's like back background noise in our thinking. Oh, no, you wouldn't tell me. You only tell so-and-so. And I'm always asking God, well, God, hey, you told me you're no respecter of persons. I want that. That's what we need to be saying. I need that. I want to help people more. I, I want more of that. You understand? I'm always that. I'm a little the little pig with the curly tail at the feeding trough. That's me. You got me? Already full, too full to walk straight. They want to go up there and grab some more. You understand what I'm saying? And it's good to be that way about the things of God. But God promises us the Holy Ghost and his gifts and his power, his ability, his wisdom, his knowledge, prophecy, whatever we need. He will give it to us. Amen. Don't prophesy if you don't have a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom to offer somebody. You understand what I'm saying? Just talking about giving them their future. You go get this and you go get that. Ah, come on now. I can get that reading the Bible. You know, well, God's going to do this. God, no, he's done it already. Baby, anything he's going to give me, I have it already. So don't tell me what he's going to do for me. You're reading tea leaves backwards. And not very good at that. You understand what I'm saying? At least when you deal with the saints, deal with something that's credible. You got me? That stuff ain't don't even sound real to somebody who's really in faith. See, it don't sound real to me. Oh, don't tell me that. I got mine already. So we don't need more social media prophecies. We need more Holy Ghost, more relationship with God, more things that God will give us that he will do for us. So praise God. So we're going to pray. I thought we might pray for the family, start off this year and and, uh, let the Lord get our our families in order and and, uh, anything that, that we need from God, we can count on him to do that. But it's always a good thing to cover your household with prayer and always pray for the lost you know pray for god to add souls to the church daily he's always done that since the book of acts and so we want to get back to the book of acts and our expectation for god to do the supernatural because we are the same church that they are we are entitled to the same provision from god so father we thank you we bless you we praise you thank you lord for doing what you do best And that is providing for us, whether it's reassurance, help, finances, uh, shelter, everything we need, Father. We thank you for it. We bless you for it in the name of Jesus. And we ask you, Lord, to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, we love being in your righteousness. We love being justified uh, by faith. and We love being justified by what you did on the cross. And we know it's because of the cross. That we even stand before you and can even utter a prayer uh, before you. So we thank you that you are answering this prayer before we even speak. You've given us provision before we even speak. You've given us all good things and permission to seek for more. So we thank you for that. Your kingdom is ever increasing. We ask you to help us to ever increase in the ways we need to increase. And we thank you, Lord. And we declare our homes upright before you, Lord. And we thank you that everybody in our households will accept the proper husband uh, covering 
Jesus being the head of the household, the husband under him, the wife under the children, and the children under the wife and husband. Jezebel, we bind you, Ahab and Pharaoh. We bind all familiar spirits. We curse the works of darkness. We thank you, Father, to uh, keep our, our household in protection and safety. We break the curse of early death due to dishonoring parents, especially alcoholic and drug abusing parents. We thank you that our children will honor us, Father, and they honor you. We bind the infidel spirit. We break the double curse off men who do not take care of their own households. We break competitiveness between husbands and wives. We break the power of fault finding in the family. We bind role reversal between the wife and the husband. We say the woman is saved in childbearing and the husband is a provider. We lose the submissive spirit, the husband to Christ, wife to the husband, children to the wife. We submit to one another in the fear of the Lord and God that you would love, uh, that we would let the love of God rule in our hearts. We lose the joy of the Lord and peace in our homes. Thank you that the marriage bed is undefiled. We break the power of religious spirits, fear of man. We break the stronghold of self-pity. We bind the accuser of the brethren. We break the power of strife and violence in the home. We pray for a wall of protection and a hedge around loved ones who are in rebellion and away from the home, as God did to Gomer, Hosea's wife. Thank you, Lord. Hedge their way with thorns. Make up a wall so that they will not find their way. They will follow after lovers but will not overtake them. And they'll, they'll live in frustration and in frustration say they will return to their first love for then it was better with them than it is now. And Father, thank you to move on the hearts of uh, godly families to adopt children waiting for homes and enlarge the border of their tents to be able to adopt and foster more uh, children in Jesus' name. And we thank you for that power in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen again, Father. We thank you. We pray for all of those who are desiring to be whole in their bodies, to be healed. Thank you, Lord, that they are are healed by your stripes right now in the name of Jesus. They're not waiting on anything, Lord. Father, that they would take their healing right now. The woman with the issue of blood knew that. She kept saying to herself, if I can touch him, I'll be whole. And she touched him. And healing power came out of him. Father, you're no respecter of persons. You didn't even know who that lady was. She had to identify herself, Lord. That shows you that healing is blind to the recipient. And any time we come to you in faith, we've got it. And we thank you, Lord, that we've got it. We thank you, Lord, we have it already by the power of your precious blood. By faith, we have everything that we need from you, and we thank you, Lord, for blessing us and keeping us in good health and all of our households in good health. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Amen, amen, and amen again. We're going to do our declaration. I don't have Rona. She don't have me. I can't get Rona, and she can't get me. I don't have and whatever else you're fighting, you're resisting it, you're not receiving it, not in any form, and it don't have me. And I thank you, Lord, that by your stripes, we are healed. Amen, amen, and amen again. It is so decreed. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord.